welcome to a very special Monday edition of the Sports Cheat Sheet. I'm your host, Jason Bell. You can find us on Twitter at Sports C Sheet. Also, if you have any questions or comments, drop an email, scsheet1 at gmail.com, scsheet, the number one, at gmail.com. Today on the Sports Cheat Sheet, why you need to follow Liga Emekis. All right, so check it out. Uh, big soccer fan. Uh, it started when I had a son. He was born in 2013. One of the first things I saw was uh, a league in denial about football and the concussions. I live in the South. I live in South Carolina. I was terrified my son was going to play football. And I'm like, I know. He'll probably play soccer because that's safer. There's not concussions on every place. So I said, all right, if he's going to play soccer, I need to start following soccer. So I did. And now he's about to turn five and he has like zero interest in sports. That being said, I am completely uh, obsessed with soccer. I'm a big fan. And I'm going to tell you why you need to follow Liga Emekis. When you see it like on your phone or on Bleacher, or not, it's not on Bleacher Report, when you see it on like ESPN or CBS Sports or whatever, it looks like Liga MX, but apparently they pronounce it Emekis. So that's bam. That's some official stuff right there. But check it out. We're going to give you three fantastic reasons why you need to follow Liga Emekis. Here we go. All right, so check it out. First reason why you need to follow Liga Emekis. It is the best league in North America. Uh, the, this league, it has the most talent, it has the most quality, and the fans are far and away the most passionate. It is like it is like uh, watching playoff hockey in Canada. The stadium goes nuts, you can feel it. Or college football in the Deep South, the stadium goes nuts, you can feel it. Now, one of the unique things is the the schedule for Liga Emekis. They don't they they play a traditional uh, uh, schedule from like August to May, like Europe. But uh, they actually play two seasons. There's 18 teams in the league, and they play like a fall season, which is 17 games. And then they play a spring season, which is 17 games. Now, the fall season is called Apertura. I may or may not have pronounced that. It looks like Apertura, but like when you hear people who speak Spanish say it, they say like Apertura, like the R's are almost like D's. Anyway, they play the 17 games, and then they have a tournament, which is called Ligia, right? So they take, you got 18 teams, you play everybody once. Your top eight makes the tournament. So then you go from like August to like December or like July to like December. Then you have the Ligia, which is like an 18 tournament and they, they go double game weeks. So like the first week of the playoffs, they play like Wednesday, Saturday. Then the second week they go Wednesday, Saturday again, and they go like Thursday, Sunday. So you have playoff soccer. Playoff soccer is amazing. All right. It's up there with like playoff hockey or playoff basketball. It's just fantastic. It's super tense. It's super, super wild. Right. So that has, so your season starts in like July or August. You play your 17 games. You get to the Ligia, right? Wild playoff tournament. Bam, you win it. You get the cup. You're all happy. Bam, January, you come right back. Whole new season. Whole new season. And that's called Clausura. If I may be mispronouncing that as well. It looks like Clausura, but, when you know, pronunciations and whatever. That happens in the spring. 17 more games. Then you have another Ligia. It's another playoffs, man. So basically, they have like two playoffs per calendar year. How crazy would it be if you had like two Stanley Cups or like two NBA Finals every year? Just tons of playoffs. So that's that's fantastic. The main benefit of this, the 17-game season, it makes each week very important. You know what I mean? Like most, most leagues, like the Premier League, they play like 38 games or 34 games or whatever. Manchester City, they won the Premier League in October. So that means they got like seven months of just riding out the string. PSG, Bayern Munich... Barcelona, they all won those leagues in like October. You got six, seven months of just nothing. 
but with the 17 game season, each week is 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 vitally important in the standings as they try to qualify for the playoffs or the Liguilla. And the other thing is these two seasons have nothing to do with each other. So like last fall, Puebla was like one of the worst teams in Liga Amekis. Now Puebla is like near the top. Pumas, same thing. They were at the bottom. Now they're up at the top. Like it's just the fluctuations are wild. It's the parity that the NFL really looks for that every American league looks for because of the the back and forth and the short turnaround. It just makes it really wild and unpredictable and fun to follow. All right. So the second reason to follow Liga Amekis, if you're like a soccer fan in America, you probably pay attention to the MLS. Liga Amekis, you know, I, I don't speak Spanish, obviously. When a player would transfer down there, it's like they were just going to Mars or they were going to the moon. It's like they were just gone. If you follow the league, then you know the teams, you know some of the hot players. And when, when people start transferring back and forth, then it's kind of awesome because you kind of know what's going on already. For example, the first one of some of the first players I remember is like Omar Gonzalez when he was on the LA Galaxy. And he transferred down to Mexico. I was like, oh, man, he's just gone. Like, he's, like, dead or something. But no, he's playing for Pachuca. I follow the league. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Omar Gonzalez. Yeah, he's, you know, he's in Pachuca. It's cool. He plays for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, there was another guy named Janino. Uh, he was on the Galaxy. He went to Tijuana. Uh, now he's back in MLS playing for Chicago. But, like, there's a bunch of players like Jorge Villafania. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. He was a monster on my fantasy team, like, three years ago for Portland. Now he's down there playing for Santos Laguna couple other famous players, Kakuta Mane. Uh, he's an American. I guess he was born in Africa, but then he became American. He's famous up here for playing in Vancouver. He had a bad year in Columbus. Bam, now he's in Pachuca. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he does in Pachuca. And I'm real excited as an American for him to be playing in, in Liga Emeki. He's getting his quality up. And then eventually, hopefully, at some point, he'll play for the, the men's national team for America. And then obviously, the most famous is Landon Donovan. Because of the fact I follow the league, him going to Lyon now, I'm like, all right, yeah, okay. I kind of know what's going on. It's not like he's on a, you know, on a different planet. It's like it's awesome. It's just a lot of talent, a lot of quality. You get the players. You just you know what's going on. If you follow it, it's awesome. If you don't, then you know whatever. And then the other thing is when you follow it, you get familiar with the players. You get familiar with the teams. There is a tournament every spring. It's called Concacaf Champions League. Most people are just familiar with like UEFA and like Europe, but uh, this year they revamped it. You got your 16 teams. There's four teams from Liga Emekis. There's five teams from MLS. And uh, it starts on February 20th. So it's right around the corner. And one of the big caveats or whatever is that the MLS has never won it. Like usually the big dogs are the American teams and the Mexican teams. They eventually play each other. And then the Mexican Mexican teams basically mop the floor with the MLS teams. So MLS is really trying to win this tournament for the first time ever, right? When I started following soccer, one of the first things I saw was uh, Montreal uh, they made the the CONCACAF Champions League final. And uh, I remember all the MLS people were going nuts. I'm like, man, what, what's going on? Why is this a big deal? I didn't even know. And they got to the final. They played Club America. And I'm like, oh, Club America. They must be in America. No, they're in Mexico City. And uh, the second leg was in Montreal, and they smashed them like 5-2. And it was just some of the most impressive, amazing soccer I'd ever seen in my life. And it really just like blew my mind. And I'm like, man, what what league do these guys play in? Like, what, what are they doing? I got to start catching up with these dudes, man. They're They're on some next level type stuff. But anyway, this year is different. They think MLS can do something. They got Toronto FC. They had the best record, the most points in the league. If anybody's going to do something, it's going to be Toronto FC. This tournament starts next week. I'm freaking very excited for it. If Toronto FC wins in the second round, it looks like they're going to play T-Grace, who's like the defending champion in Liga Emekis. Very excited for it. It's a great reason to follow the league. All right, so the third reason to follow Liga Emekis is that there is a lot of 
media avenues to do so, even if you do not speak Spanish. Uh, I know there's a language barrier. Like, it's easy to follow the Premier League, but it's tough to follow Serie A. You know what I mean? Same thing with MLS and, and Liga Emekis. That being said, with each day that passes, there's more and more options uh, to follow the league in English. Uh, I first started hearing about the league on Extra Time Radio. Obviously, that's an MLS podcast, but they will reference Liga Emekis with the player transfers with CONCACAF Champions League. They kind of keep you up on the whole region. Uh, probably the best podcast for Liga Emekis is the Mexican Soccer Show. If you listen to that podcast, there's going to be a lot of conversation about El Tri. That's the Mexican national soccer team. That's a huge thing. Uh, but you will get a decent amount of conversation about Liga Emekis. Uh, another podcast I really enjoy is Max and Herc. Um, they talk MLS, U.S. men's national team, and a little bit of Liga Emekis. I wish they actually did a little bit more of Liga Emekis, but it's a, a fantastic pod. It's fantastic pod. They'll, they'll keep you in the loop. And then if you just go to YouTube, crazy amounts of highlights. You can watch any game. The highlights you want to find. Fun fact. So uh, for Christmas, my parents got me a Liverpool kit because I follow Liverpool in the Premier League. It was like 50 pounds. So I Googled how much is 50 pounds and it was like 70 bucks. But it's a really nice kit. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. 70 bucks. I went on Amazon. I found a T-Grace kit, 18 bucks. How hot is that? That's fantastic. That's a fantastic reason to follow the league. Like they got me wanting to, to, to go to San Jose, a fantastic Mexican restaurant here in South Carolina in my Tigres kit and try some Tecate. Like, it's just fantastic. I'm very excited for the phenomenon. Uh, one final thing is uh, SB Nation. You get like the app on your, uh, on your phone. There's a blog called FMF State of Mind, which obviously is focused on the Mexican national team. But if you click on it, it'll give you like, um, you know, each game in Liga Emekis, it'll give you like the update or the review or what happened. It'll be in English. It'll tell you exactly what happened. And it's, it's fantastic. It's almost like you watch the game. So... Those are some of the fun ways that I follow Liga Emekis, and uh, I think it's awesome. I'm thrilled with it. There you go. Anyway, this has been uh, the Sports Cheat Sheet. Any questions, you can find us on Twitter at Sports C Sheet. Send an email to scsheet1 at gmail.com. I'm Jason Bell. I'm your host. There you go. Bam. All right, take it easy. Have a good one. We'll catch you later. Peace.